Hi there. Welcome to Threads and Tapestry podcast by iChooseGrow.sg. I'm your host, Antonia Lin. We're here to talk about life struggles. What are your struggles? Would it not be your difficulties and challenges serve a meaningful purpose in the larger picture of your life? Like Threads in Tapestry? Join me as I chat with you how they confront their struggles and share coping strategies for mental strength and toughness, turning life's difficulties into growth opportunities. Hi there. Today our guest is Wei Lian, whose aspiration to be an artist at the age of 16 with zero training in this area put her on a growth journey working towards a dream of being an artist. Hi Wei Lian. Hello Antonio. Thank you for saying yes to our interview. You're welcome. Okay, William, tell us uh, a bit about your interests related to art. What were your art mm-hmm. hobbies? Um, so when I was a little child, I always enjoyed um, copying pictures that I like. Mostly I copied like, cartoon characters from stickers mm. in the sticker books that I that I had. And so cute. when I was a bit older, I enjoyed um, copying um, characters from comic books. Mm. Yeah. They were just like um, hobbies. Uh, I wasn't very good at them, though I enjoyed doing mm. doing these um, drawings and I like to colour them. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed colouring books and painting with um, like the very ordinary um, poster colour paints that we can buy from bookshops and stuff like that so so that was my interest when when I was a child and um when I got into secondary school my interest in art deepened after um I encountered some art history books in the library and I started flipping through um pictures of paintings in the books and I got um acquainted with art from the Renaissance periods and Baroque wow. periods. That was how my interest in fine art um actually deepened. I didn't when I was a kid I, I didn't really know there was like fine art or yeah. doodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interesting, uh William. Why Renaissance and Baroque era? Because I would think if I'm a kid young person, a teenager, I go to the library. <laughs> that would be the last area I will looking at, you know, to look for art books? I wasn't really specifically looking for art books. Um, I guess there was one day when I got tired of the fiction section mm-hmm. and I decided to explore the non-fiction because I was, I had a lot of time to kill. Um, my mother was, um, like selling sweets in a in a shopping mall then so I have to wait for her to finish her shift then we could go for dinner mm. and after so after school um and between dinner I had I had some time to kill in the afternoon mm. so I went to the library and I decided to explore the non-fiction section and I came across um the art section and I got interested because I've never seen an art section before. Mm. So I went to explore the books there and I just <clears throat> randomly picked out some books. Mm. I, I think I first picked out um Da Vinci book probably because well I I guess most people have heard of the name, mm. including myself but or like the Mona Lisa but never really know what it is or mm. who he is. So I just started picking out books and just went from there. 
Yeah. Then what were you doing? You were mm. copying all those uh, paintings? <laughs> no, I was, I was uh very fascinated because um I didn't realize that um a human could draw and paint like this. It's very fascinating to me. Mm. It feels like, like magic. Uh, and and wow. I was more interested in reading the the write ups on the paintings than learning about how they were done. I I was more interested in knowing what they were about. Ah, uh, the mind of the artist, lah. You see. Yeah, like what the artist intended the picture to be, and what is the is the picture talking about. Oh, yeah, more I, than the more than actual, the techniques, yeah, uh, yeah. Because to me, at at that time, it didn't occur to me to be interested in the technique because I didn't even think that I could do something like that. So I, I guess when it didn't even cross my mind that I could do something like that, I wouldn't be specifically interested in finding out about the technique of how it was done. Mm. Yeah, I suppose I just kind of like in my teenage mind, I just thought like the people from the past had some magical ability. Oh, oh, like those abilities are lost now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I was mainly more interested in what the artworks were about, what the paintings were about, which era were they from, who painted them, and so it's like how the art history kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was more art history for mm. for me then. And how did it? How did this develop? What did it develop? In? It slowly over the years. It slowly developed into an interest in finding out the techniques of how these masterpieces were were painted, and to be able to um use those techniques to achieve to help with finding my own style of painting, or to to do something similar. Mm. Yeah, that that looks similar, but probably in a contemporary. Um, with a contemporary topic maybe or something like that. Mm. Right now, I I have started to be to be rather interested in the techniques. Mm. Yeah. Um. Over the years, I I realized that it's not so much that the techniques have been lost. It it is more like I wasn't in the environment where they thrived. Yeah. Mm. I mean, from fascination to finding books, reading about the story behind the paintings, to being interested in techniques. Then, how did you get started on on training in this area of art? Um, I got started in training in this area of art because um, after secondary school, I was um. I was I streamed into Nanyang Junior College, mm. where they had an art elective program. Uh, that that was where I started to I I learned a little bit about um the different techniques and different art mediums like um the different types of paint, for example, like acrylic paint, watercolor, oil paint, and different ways of painting like with brushes or with knives. And we, our teachers taught us how to um, reference a variety of artists and how to put our ideas across visually by looking for visual references in our surroundings and in other artists' works which might inspire us. Mm. Talk a bit about your entry to the art stream in uh, NYJC because uh, from what I understood, you need to have like a portfolio and uh yeah, for me at that time it it was a little bit tough because um 
Nanyang JC was offering an art elective program. It is uh, like an art at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So we had both um, art history paper as well as a coursework for our final year examination. Whereas um, if uh, it is a normal art at A level, they do not do the art history component. So that that was the additional component for the art elective program. And in any case, I was more interested in the art elective program because I was more interested in art history at that time. So mm-hmm. to me that was like that that was what I wanted to learn. It's not I, I didn't really want to do the art at an A level uh, with just the with just an a piece of coursework I really wanted to have the art history component and um, uh, Nanyang JC was the only junior college I could get into which offered the art elective program the other three which offered this program at that at that time were schools like Raffles Bachong and National Junior College which needed <laughs> you needed to be the cream of the crop to, to get in <laughs> so um, I was just average I had like um, pretty average score, which um, thankfully allowed me to get into Nanyang JC at the time. So I got in and and I just put together a, a portfolio of um, some um, pencil shadings, uh, a few paintings that I did, especially just to try to pass this <laughs> entrance <laughs> exam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because I didn't do art in O-levels. Mm. Yeah. Then how did you get entry? Talk about your encounter with the principal. <laughs> oh, so um, we had a paper, um, we had a writing component to to write um, why we want to do the art elective program and mm. why should why should we be accepted into the program. And after that, there is an assessment of our portfolio there was also a very short um, life drawing and painting component. So I, I was pretty nervous. I mean, the writing part was okay, but I mm. was quite nervous about mm. the on-the-spot on drawing and painting. That, mm. that was quite scary, but I didn't really remember. I don't really recall very much about that. Mm. But I do recall the teachers assessing my portfolio because it was, it was very funny. <laughs> I copied a... A painting of um, Van Gogh, uh, the starry, starry, starry night. Uh-huh. It wasn't a particularly good copy, but I, I did what I could at, yeah. at that time. One of the three teachers who were assessing my portfolio, they saw, saw it. And because I had no art history background, I guess they were just testing my knowledge. So they asked me, what is the title of this piece of art? And I told her, um, Starry, Starry Night. And then she asked me if I knew who painted it. And I just answered her, huh, you mean you don't know, man? <laughs> I completely did not realize that she was testing me. I genuinely thought that she didn't know. And after I saw her, her expression, <laughs> when I said that, I, I was, oh, oh no, I said the wrong thing. <laughs> you found out in the interview. <laughs> yeah, like she broke her eyes at me. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then after afterward, I told them that um I wanted to join the art elective program because I really want to to do art history. Yeah, because that's that's the component that sets the elective program apart from the normal program. 
and and they didn't believe me because everybody who well most of the most of the people who are in that program are really really good artists um they are there because they are very good artists and they want to pursue art technically creatively and not so much interested in uh reading and writing about history mm-hmm. so so the teachers didn't quite believe me at that time yeah that mm-hmm. i was really interested in art history and how do you pass the interview then i'm i'm not very sure mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah but i i was quite thankful that um that i i got in um after the interview i actually um, bump into one of the teachers in the canteen. When I saw her, I told her that, um, I, I am really very interested. Um, I I know I don't have a background, but I I work very hard. So please give me a chance. Like please accept me into the program. Like, I I really want to do that. Mm. Yeah, and um, I I'm not very sure why in the end they accepted me, but I I don't know. I always felt that that. Um, that encounter at the canteen probably helped a little bit. <laughs> so regarding this uh, developing interest in art, uh, after NYJC, how did you continue? What did you continue with? Um, so after I, after my A-levels, um, I was very happy that I got um, an A with distinction wow. because the distinction is for the art history component. Mm. Uh, they judge... Um, for for the practical component, mm. um, <clears throat> your grade can be like a, a B or C with the um practical component. But what really makes it a good grade is your art history. If, if you don't do well in the art history paper, it will bring down your um a, anybody's um practical uh component. Even even if um the practical part is is very good so I I, w- I was very happy preparing for the art history paper it, it was one of the more enjoyable examinations what what is fascinating for you about art history what fascinates you what fascinates me about the art history is to know uh, about different artists uh, their ideas their inspirations and how they how they express this things visually and and what they produce actually have an impact on others like it has an emotional impact on mm. on other people what what fascinates me a lot is that um um that by being an artist i would um learn this skill of being able to um to kind of um make other people feel what i feel through through an image after after i was very happy with my um a level uh results for art mm. i decided to that i really want to pursue fine art further mm. and um because i <clears throat> i couldn't go overseas um due to financial difficulties and also i am the only child so it is it is a bit difficult for me for my parents to let me go overseas to study. So I, I've never broached this topic because I know that it is it is not possible. Mm. And I didn't have any scholarship opportunities. So so basically my 
mm. my options are pretty limited in Singapore. Mm. I just had to eliminate one or two that I know that um, I do not want and there I have my option. So mm. most of the people from um, the art elective program, they um, usually go two ways. One is NUS architecture. Another is um, NTU art design and media. Mm. If we want to pursue a, a degree after that, um, most, most people will go to either one of these two options to pursue a degree because we we were all in from JC. Mm. So very seldom do we come across anybody who decides to go to NAFA or to LaSalle. Yeah. So um, most most of us ended up in universities and I I felt that um I would prefer ADM in NTU because they are closer to fine art than architecture. Uh, and I felt that I wasn't strong in mathematics and three D visualization, mm. which um is a is a pretty pretty basic requirement for architects. So I I felt that I would be really stressed out in architecture, and I wanted to have more chances of learning about fine art and to make more art pieces. So I decided to go to ADM. I did photography because it was um is the medium that is closest to painting. I, I could use image making techniques to, to do fine art photography, which is very much um very, very similar to how I would compose a picture if I were to paint something. So that was like the closest option I had to what I wanted. So I just chose photography. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What is it like to I mean, it's is is fed out well for you, uh, but with that limitations, right? That you had, right? Without that limitation, what would you have done? And how do you feel like with 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 this limitation? With this limitation, I always feel that um, even after so many years, I I kept feeling I had I have a lot to catch up on. I need to spend my whole life catching up on what I really want to do mm. and all the missed opportunities. What what are they? I mean, if you don't have these limitations, what would you have done? If I didn't have all these limitations, I would probably have gone to Europe to study fine art. I'll probably go to a really reputable school to study both fine art and art history. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And at that time, my wish was to work in a museum or, or to be a really, really good artist that could live off um, my paintings. Yeah. But even with these limitations, you are still producing art, no, here? Yes. Where do you learn all this? I mean, other than uh, being being trained in NTU, in NYJC, what other further training did you take on, on yourself? Uh, so, how my training started was rather difficult because um, I suppose how I began to really pursue extra training, for further knowledge of um, art techniques on my own is probably after I had a bit more self-confidence and realised that I am able to sustain it financially mm-hmm. uh, because I started working and, and had my own income. And the self-confidence was very important because uh, 
I entered um, the art elective program without an art background when all all my other classmates were already very very good. Like they only accept really good people, like people who who could already draw and paint pretty well mm. into into the program. Mm. Uh, so it it was very stressful and sometimes um uh most of the time it was it was very discouraging. Mm. Uh, because I would always feel that my drawings and paintings do not match up to my peers, to my mm. classmates. And it is it is also very, very discouraging to see that um these classmates sometimes um they, they will always win competitions, uh but I I wouldn't have anything to boast of that. That was why I was very happy with my um A level results because mm. finally I got an A with distinction and there were 14 of us in the program and only four people got distinction wow yeah so it was and, really a recognition for your hard work la. yeah and that that was why um i i said that no matter for that particular examination no matter how good your practical is if you're not good at the at the writing part at the art history it will just bring all your grades down mm. yeah because i mean i got a with distinction but and my practical work was good because of course the is that art elective program, the teachers were not go- going to have any of their students have a-, a bad work. They have their own KPIs to hit. So they will definitely make sure that everybody has a piece of uh, really good um, practical work. So all of us, um, our practical work were, were all really, really good. And the paintings were, those people who painted were really good. Those who did other forms of art, like installations, just were also really good. Mm. Yeah, so so for me it, it was more like a like a recognition and I'm very happy like um other people yeah they win they win competitions but mm, I mean well the my A level results I'm I'm happy with it. Mm. Yeah, so so I have these little things that keep me keep me going that I feel that oh I did a bit better than somebody else because there is some part of art that I am better at. Mm. Yeah. And so um that also gave me a bit of um self-confidence mm. that I, I know um which aspect of art uh I am I'm better at. Mm. But that there, there was this part of me that always felt that I, I cannot paint, which which was why actually um I went into photography because in my second year of um JC, uh my teachers pushed me more towards um using photography as a medium. They didn't really want me to paint for my A-level practical work because they felt that I couldn't paint um well enough to secure an A. Mm. Yeah. So we decided to to use photography as a medium to express my ideas because they they felt that I could crop pictures pretty well. That I could take photos, take pretty good photos. So we did that. Mm. Yeah, so there there was always this part of me that uh yeah, I'm very interested in art. Yes, I got um I I, will, I got an A with distinction in art, but I cannot paint. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so th- so there's there's always this thing in my mind that I cannot paint and it took mm. me uh, um many years to um overcome this and I could only overcome this by painting. I, I didn't paint much at all during university. I only start to paint uh, one or two after university when a few of my friends had some requests that they needed help with, like they they needed help to do a fundraising or something, and 
and they thought that I'm good in art, so they asked me to paint something. But actually, I was very nervous because in my mind, I'm like, mm. oh, I, I cannot paint. Like, so do you think it yeah. is a self-limiting belief? <laughs> yeah, so so it is It is a self-limiting belief. And it took me um two or three years to, to get out of it, to do enough painting. Uh, so it, you're avoiding it? La. Yes, I, I was avoiding because it. Because you think you're not yeah, good at it. Yeah, I, I thought I wasn't good at it. I was very grateful for those friends who thought that I could paint because they had never really seen my paintings before and and they just uh, asked me to help them and because because of that, I started to pick up the paintbrush mm. again and uh, it took me two or three years to get out of the mindset that I, I cannot paint because I only have like such requests every one or two years <laughs> so, I, so I don't paint out of my own initiative mm. I paint only when my friends ask me for help yeah yeah. yeah. so thanks to those friends who yeah. kind of uh, yes. can you say what believed in you well they, they didn't know they didn't what know I was thinking what you were thinking yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was only until my fifth painting I felt was good that I really believe painting is a skill that can be learned and mm-hmm. I am learning it and that I should stop getting stuck uh, and feeling ashamed of my own um, technical incapability. Yeah, because um, as I got a bit older and I start, start working, um, I had more confidence as a person mm-hmm. and when I think back about why the teachers didn't want me to to do a painting at that time. I I suppose now when I look back, um it is it is a very practical decision why they did that. Because um they wanted everybody to have an A. Mm. And if I if and the the period for a junior college student is is very short. short it's yeah. less than two years. And they might not f- feel that um I I suppose they did, like all of us didn't have enough confidence that I would be able to um to pick up enough skill to have a really superb painting. It it was so short a time. Yeah. Right? It would probably be like Average. So it was like a safe option uh, yes, for the yes. teachers. Yeah, and mm. and they probably advise it for the students' best interest as well. I mean, mm. who wants a B if everybody else has an A? Yeah. 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 I mean I mean well some people some people do not mind, but I guess in Singapore, especially in a JC at that time and being the art elective program, it, it really it really sucks <laughs> yeah, if you were the only one to get a B. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Even a B class. Especially you want to go to what, university, no? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the A was, was really important. Mm. Yeah. So in this art journey of yours, right? Because now I, I know that you have a lot of interest like like gold gilding, mm-hmm. right? You paint uh, pictures in the spiritual realm, uh-huh. right? And you also... Yeah, into medieval yeah. stuff like music. Yeah. You play musical instruments, <laughs> medieval musical yeah. instruments, and uh, medieval fencing also, right? Yes. So with, I mean, I'm impressed that the with all the cards stacked against you, right? Uh-huh. With no experience, you have financial th- uh, uh, consideration. Your parents, you're the only child. 
and you can't go overseas, so you're it's limited. But with all these things stacked against you, right? What made you explore and pick up all this interest? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's all set against you. I I guess it was because of um, I finally shrug off that self-limiting belief and I finally mm. decided to stop thinking that I can't do it because um, how do I put this after, after I gained the confidence that um, painting is a skill that can be learned mm. I started to see many things as a skill that can be learned mm. actually most things in life are skills that can be learned like there are people who are naturally good at some things yeah. but for those who are not naturally good at some things if we work very very hard extremely hard and if we have very very good teachers um, then it is possible to achieve a good standard even if we are not naturally talented mm. I think there is a difference between um, being interested in something and being um technically capable of doing something for someone who is um if somebody is naturally good at drawing but doesn't have an interest in it mm. they wouldn't be an artist they, they wouldn't draw they wouldn't continue to pick up their pen to 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 draw something they, they wouldn't to desire more, right? yeah. yeah to do that but if somebody is very interested in something in, for example in, in drawing but um doesn't have much of a natural talent uh, with enough interest and perseverance and hard work uh, this person is actually able to to achieve a better standard than someone who is already naturally talented at it mm. so this person can succeed better right? that person who just that, that, that is what that, that is what I think what you feel right? yeah, but, yeah but, but I feel it's a matter of um, willingness and correct guidance Mm. Yeah. So and you say I, hard work too, right? Yeah, I feel that um one of the most important things is to is to get a get someone who can teach you what you want to learn. Um, after looking back, I I realized that a lot of my interest is in medieval art and mm. and Renaissance techniques, which I was always um I always felt that I cannot paint. One of one of the reasons is also because. I wasn't painting the things that I, I really like. I wasn't painting in those styles that I like, like mm. the medieval stuff and the Renaissance stuff, which mm. requires a completely different techniques that are not taught. That's that I wasn't learning um the techniques needed to um paint uh in the styles that I like mm. like the medieval and the Renaissance mm. styles. You were not exposed to this during yeah, your yeah. I I was not exposed to this, and in Singapore, hardly anybody teaches um mm. this sort of techniques, mm. and um and I suppose the teachers that I encountered didn't know how to do this as well, mm. um because my because of my um very particular interest uh this this um techniques are uh, they are. They are mostly um works that use um egg tempera paint, which which is a type of paint that um you make yourself fresh from for every painting session. Wow. You is is um paint pigment mixed with egg yolk 
Wow. So you make your own paint from the mixture of egg yolk and and powder. Oh. Yeah, cut pigments there. How do you learn all this? I mean, who's your teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you did it so, overseas. Yeah, so it, it really took... I suppose for me, I will find that it is a blessing that I didn't become an artist straight away after I graduated from mm. from university. Mm. Like, I worked... Um, I worked first. I, I worked as a librarian at that time, especially because of the experience that I picked up as a librarian. Mm. Librarians are are one of the most resourceful people around. Really? Because yeah. we find resources for other um, people. People come <laughs> looking to us, we are the resource. That's true, so, that's true. So librarians are one of the most resourceful people. So mm. after working in the library, I realized that there's a lot of um, information I can I can find out. There are a lot of skills that I can use from, from my work experiences. And in the past, when I was a student, there were things that I wouldn't dare to do. Like I, I wouldn't dare to um, cold email somebody I, I don't know. Mm. But because of um, working life, we do that all the time, every day. So it has become second nature. It, it becomes something that, that is like... <laughs> I start growing a thicker skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, when I realized that my interests are are not really found in Singapore. Um, I I started to Google um courses on um on medieval painting or courses on um, Christian iconography. Wow. Uh yeah, and slowly I I found a lot of these courses, and I found that there were actually very um, um there are some courses that were actually pretty possible for me for me to to do like there are some summer courses there are some co- short courses that last for only one or two weeks in one of the european countries so you have to go there yeah yeah at that uh, time it was pre-covid so uh, so you went so wow. um no no i i didn't go due uh, to like um not enough leave and not enough um spare cash yeah because they were still quite costly because yeah. the course itself is costly and mm. um and add on the accommodation. I mean, it's a it's a very nice holiday, but I do have to save up a little bit for those kind of holiday, mm. those like art get getaways or those particular workshops. But they were very interesting, and they showed me that it's actually very possible. It's not some dream that is very far away or unattainable. Mm. It is some, even though you did not go. Yeah, even though I did not go, it showed me that this is something that is attainable. Wow. Yeah, because I only need a few more days of leave and a few thousand more which you can cash, work yeah, which I can work, work towards yeah. which I can which I can save so to me they are very attainable mm. goals and and I don't have to spend several years overseas um, like as if I was in a university or like a few months for a, mo- a module it's just a holiday yeah so after I saw these causes I felt like oh it's actually very attainable mm. yeah and Shortly after I researched more, I found that because at that time I still I still couldn't go on one of these trips. Um, I found out that there is an Orthodox nun who was offering an online course on on Orthodox iconography. In that course, it teaches gilding. She? She's in Greece. Oh, she's wow. based in Greece, wow. and she's offering this course um online. And she has a lot of like really good write-ups that are very detailed and pictures to show how things are done. 
Mm. And I only have to research on where I can buy the materials and I just need to buy materials uh, to do some experiments. So Greek iconography online. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so she taught that. So I tried, um, I looked through some of the content in her course and I just started on um, painting an icon myself mm. <clears throat> and I took pictures of, of it and the stages of it to show her for for her guidance yeah mm. so she would um uh reply me in email and and it was pretty pretty comprehensive because we are both able to express ourselves properly in English and she can she can use a, a red marker to like draw over the image that I sent her mm. and she can just um, reply back. It was pretty okay. Wow. Yeah. So at, the, at that time, that was like two or three years before COVID. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, of course, the online, such online courses are getting more and more common now, yeah, especially after COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's very easy to find courses on iconography or mm. gold leaf gilding mm. right now. And you're doing yeah. some work. You've done some work for the some local churches, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. With gold gilding, uh. yeah, and that you learned from this. This. Uh, uh, I learned from several people. I mm. first, firstly, I learned from this orthodox nun, and also from more, more from the experiments that I did from all the materials that I I got on <laughs> online. Like mm. I, I find um, art shops from UK. Uh, mostly UK uh, and some some are from Germany and I ship them here to Singapore and I just start experimenting with different things um, or yeah or America as well they, mm. yeah this, these are mostly the countries with um that has a good um, supply supply shops mm. and I got to know this group of um calligraphers in Singapore you are a very resourceful person <laughs> librarians are very responsible <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I got to know this bunch of um, calligraphers who uh, um, who invited two calligraphy masters to Singapore to teach um, illuminated manuscripts so because because um, manuscript illumination is uh, is very much a historical period in calligraphy and the calligraphy circle in Singapore is pretty established and there are many many um, professionals and many really good um, enthusiasts uh, so it is easier for them to organize such things and many of them are interested in the um, medieval or ancient methods of calligraphy which will um, which consists of gold leaf gilding mm. yeah and and so they um invited these two very these two big names which um before I got to know the calligraphy group I I was thinking to myself how good it would be if I could learn from these two people wow and exactly they imported these two people here <laughs> I didn't even know them <laughs> yeah yeah so I I was I was very happy um to to know that so I I joined the classes here oh. yeah. And I, I picked up um some bits about gilding from from these um calligraphers. Uh I mean there there are still differences because manuscript illumination is the techniques needed to gild um uh letters and writing on manuscripts are is is very different from the method of um gilding a religious icon or gilding mm. furniture. Can you say in layman terms what is 
manuscript illumination. <laughs> manuscript il- illumination is like um, it's like those um very fanciful uh, uh medieval illustrations that <coughs> that are pretty common. They usually come in like bright blue, red, yellow. And you can find them in mostly nowadays where where it is used is mostly in the priests um the book that they refer to when when they are saying mass oh. yeah they are prayer books uh. yeah so they they are still very prevalent in the prayer books but usually they are printed versions of um uh historical manuscripts mm-hmm. yeah. And um, there are actually Islamic illumination as well mm-hmm. because it's from the same period, the the medieval period, and mm-hmm. Islamic illumination is also very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and illumination is um, it, it just means that some of the letters are gilded in in gold. Ah, uh, like the yeah. first one, like that yeah. special. Yes, um, yes, or like yeah. some of the borders, it it has some decorative ah, uh, elements. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. Wow. So those <clears throat> those techniques are done on uh in contemporary um period is done on paper, but in the medieval period uh it's done on vellum, which is a type of uh it's like calf skin. It's the a- animal skin. Oh. Yeah, so in um nowadays we can still do it on calf skin because people are still selling those um parchments, calf skins, vellum. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can still do on those, uh, but uh, it, it will fetch a much higher price because these parchments here, mm. <coughs> they do not come cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, your interest in art is, I don't know, how, how does it, overwhelming and you're exploring all the time. It's endless exploration and <laughs> expansion. Yeah. I mean, from the moment you, from the time when you didn't anything, you started with nothing, right? Yeah. Into the experience to now. So, looking back, what do you think was the most difficult thing for you in, in this journey that which you are still in? I guess the most difficult thing um was that I continued. Uh, I had a I had a very long period of um of uh very self defeating belief. Like I mm-hmm. I kept thinking that. I can't do art, and so I don't. I don't do it. And but so the fact because, that you still went for it, because I I don't do it, I felt that there were no nobody supporting my art. But how can people support me if I if I never do anything? Mm. Yeah. So so it, it was like a like a vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. Like in my mind, I kept thinking, oh, I cannot paint, so I never paint. And then when I see some other people, some of my friends supporting some other other people who who has done some pictures and saying that oh that's so nice or I see some other people um put their put up their illustrations on Facebook and Instagram and they have so many likes mm. then I feel I feel very bad uh, mm. about myself mm. yeah and the breakthrough how did you cope with this with this difficult period. Uh, I didn't cope very well during this difficult period, actually. But one of the things that helped me was that at the at the same time I started exploring music, so it it took a bit of um focus uh, away from the bad feelings about mm. about art. 
Yeah, mm. and and also um after I started painting a a few, a few things and I had more um self belief. And you get encouragement from yeah. the people, right? Yeah, from, from friends. Yeah, then um I slowly got better. Mm. Yeah. So on this journey, what what do you think? You looking back, right? What what have you discovered about yourself? In this this long many years of journey since uh yeah. sixteen years old, right? Yeah. And you have advanced so far and, and, and explored so many areas of art. What have you discovered about yourself? I think perseverance is very important. Mm. And um resourcefulness and, and willingness to try new things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because just now you're saying uh mm-hmm. So even if the person has interest, you also need to persevere yeah. over a long period of time, right? Yes. Yeah, which reminds me of something I read recently from a psychologist. Passion multiplied by perseverance over a long period of time. Yeah. That's equals to greed. <laughs> and that is a success formula for, for people who... It's a formula for people who succeed yeah. in whatever you do. So what would you say to a young person like yourself who's trying to do something, has an interest, but has not much, uh, has very little, few uh, resources to start with? I guess the uh, one of the most important thing is um, if, if they have very few resources to start with, they could always develop uh, their interest and knowledge with the free resources since mm. now we can google almost everything there are many people who out there in the world who have the same interest like just join <coughs> just join a, a facebook group or I, I i don't know maybe i'm i'm like in my 30s considered old for some of the younger generations. Maybe they don't use Facebook groups anymore. <laughs> I don't know what they use. <laughs> Maybe they they can have some like I, I don't know if there are any Instagram groups that like, sound like a boomer now. <laughs> 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 yeah. So well join any like um online join any groups whether online or offline that they have the same interests, people with the same interests, people who are better better than you at whatever you want to improve at mm. and it is very important to find a very very good teacher because um it's not fun to be repeating the same mistakes over and over again mm. you just be perfecting your mistakes so it is a lot um your learning journey will be cut so much shorter mm. uh, and you will gain so much more insights if if you are able to find a good teacher and that and one quality of the teacher to look out for must be that this teacher is a cons- consistent learner himself or mm. herself and that he or she is encouraging and mm. he doesn't talk down on you a lot of um in, in the art sector and the music sector there are a lot of creatives who are pretty volatile emotionally mm. so sometimes um there, there were times where i'm I met um several teachers who are who are really good in their technique, who are really good at teaching as well. They are they are very good at pointing out your mistakes and correcting them, but they they are horrible with um encouragement. Mm. Yeah, like um the way the way they correct you or or critique you will immediately make 
you feel extremely discouraged and like you are very lousy. So don't ever learn from any teacher who makes you feel lousy in particular and anything, not even in the like art or music or if you, whether it's driving or if you are learning a language or if you are learning cooking or, or whatever. It's not worth learning from any teacher who makes you feel lousy because it will just kill your self-belief. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, so we could look for somebody who's encouraging yeah. and see your potential, like yes. thing. Yeah, potential. see your potential and and that he or her is a very good learner. Mm. Yeah. Alright, yeah. alright. Okay, so thank you so much, William. Thank you for this insightful conversation on your this uh, ongoing journey in interest of art. I wish you all the best in your future art endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Feel free to drop me a message if you have a question or to share your thoughts regarding this episode. Or if you have a growth story to share, contact me at antonia at iChooseGroove.sg. In the meantime, keep well and see you soon.